Air raid sirens are going off. Sounds great. Okay, there's, there's I'm in. people are looting. The um, there's like a warning thing on the radio. Yeah. Uh, your computer screen has just gone red and it's flashing red and it just says warning. I just restart. Control out the lead. Yeah. Get get rid of this. It's still you can't even control out the lead. It okay. does that Windows on I'll goes, do it on main. Doo. Yeah. You know, the, the really Dumb. bad, the, yeah. it is wrong. Mm. Your motherboard is is, a, is just Hot. melted. Right. Yeah. Um, Restart. So, like, you, you, are, you, you don't know. All communications are that comms are down. Can I text? You can How's send up a flare, Yeah. which isn't it's probably an app that does that, but, I mean, actually physically send up a flare and or firework uh-huh. um, or use a carrier pigeon. Yeah. Um, the landlines are down. Could I write a message on a bit of card and sort of throw it out the window? Yeah. Uh, you can record something on a dictaphone tape, yeah. magnetic tape, and then hide that behind okay, a brick. Yeah. Um, you, you can do all that, all the analog. I could sort of etch a message onto a wall with some paint. You can etch a sketch and, yeah. and pass that to someone. It's very easy for them just to erase an etch a sketch. You can shout. Yeah, shout is pretty good. It's probably more ephemeral than the etch sketch, though. Well, there is an air raid siren. Yeah, so don't shout. Screams. Yeah. So it's happening dusk. Okay. Not night, dusk. Oh, yeah. Um, you don't know. There's a possibility that a highly effective vanguardist uh, radical left party has seized power uh, or is attempting to seize power by creating chaos, blowing up the telephone lines and the power cables. Or Hard for me to determine that that's Yeah, you don't know. Or, or a right-wing coup. Yeah, sure. Um, it could just be the purge. Or it could just be the purge. You don't know. I think my first guess would be, oh, it's just the purge. That seems more likely to me than um, an organised coup. Mm. A momentum coup. Seamus Milk. I also Bomb think attack. if there was a coup, I don't think it would affect Sheffield. I don't think Sheffield would go on high alert. I just don't think we'd... I don't think anything would change. It's not. I'm assuming it's national, but you've got no way to know it's national. Oh, so what? They've gone into every town council... 
Yeah. <laughs> and taking it. Seize the so it's, it's organised well, no, to the point that like... You don't know who has the apparatus. My so point even, is in, even in Ludlow, it, they've gone into Ludlow like a local... Ludlow gone. Right? Buxton has fallen. <laughs> um, yeah. Newcastle upon Lyme. Wow. Is in, the ha- is in someone's hands. But you don't... My point breaker, is you Breaker, breaker, we've lost Ashby de la Zouche. Formby gone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Every train station that the trains yeah. just stopped at for 30 minutes and you don't know why. Okay, and maybe in addition, but you, you air raid sirens gone, all comms are down. Uh comms. Comms are comms, <laughs> comms are down. Um Oh, I can't get on WhatsApp. The uh, comms are down. Lecky's down, actually. Lecky, Even there we are. Lecky are not yeah. initially down. Meat as fuck. Yeah, you don't know the the water. You've got no idea. So you might, you might Someone's try. You might want to do the fuse. fill the bath. Yeah. Someone stripped the water fuse. Yeah. Got to go down to the reservoir, flip it back on. Right. Well, is that your move? What 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 are your moves? All right. So you're asking. You me. don't know. It could be the so revolution, dusk. but you don't know. So it's and what's dusk is like nine-ish now right dusk is sun is sort of almost set that's we're trying we're generating evergreen content dusk we can all relate to dusk 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 is a natural oh when you're saying evergreen content you've made it dusk the the nocturnal and Uh, yeah i don't want to give a specific uh, absolutely i i want someone to listen to this in june to be able to appreciate the same level as november so i'm not saying what time of day we're just saying dusk. Dusk. If I limit it now a to summer time, when if, you, we're if you say like 7 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, yeah, that is alienated. Alienated. People, people most just of the world. shut it off. Yeah. Bang. They GMT. Throw the phone. Yeah. Throw the phone off the bus. Lecky, what are you on about? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They they shut their comms down. They would probably start causing the conditions that I'm responding to in this hypothetical story. Domino effect. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So, so what, I've got up. I'm looking out. There's people running around. Maybe there's people like sort of disguising their appearance. I'm not going to say black block because that implies a certain group. I don't know. Could be a mixture of black block, a mixture of anonymous masks. Anonymous masks kind of span the whole political spectrum. I got. I found a great poodle mask when I was moving house the other day. Yeah. Uh, and it was when I bought Detective Inspector Horsehand, Horsehead hmm. in uh, 2015 or whenever it was. I also bought a poodle mask because I wanted... I, initially I was like each hand is an animal one hand is a horse's head mm-hmm. and the other hand this is a character I created a while ago called Detective Inspector Horsehand who is a failed Scottish super soldier program like Captain America uh, but they, the, the, the money ran out and he's just got a horse's head for a hand but in my head he also would have had a poodle hand mm. uh, at, but the poodle's mouth is completely one piece of rubber Whereas the horses, so you can't make it open and close. Can't articulate. Yeah. Whereas yeah. a key aspect of the bit is that the horse is sentient and can control, like liquid snakes are, Metal Gear, uh, talk. But the poodle locked down, but really creepy, much creepier than the horse, because it's um, it's got like plastic, really good, realistic looking, like big eyes, like plastic, dark eyes. But like, like an iris. like ma- like marbles, yeah, yeah. Pe- um, not pl- yeah, not plastic, like whatever marble glass, glass, yeah, yeah that um, really hard. Took you ages to identify glass. <laughs> <laughs> really horrible marble-eyed poodle, yeah. um, and uh, I think I think if it kicked off, and I saw that, that I'd be 
I'd be gone. Oh, you'd say one poodle and by gone, what do you mean? Lost like broken, uh, I would be, from reality. I mean two things. I mean I would in my mind sink into a abyss of anxiety and panic. Yeah. Where I wouldn't be I'd lose all executive. You're know, like function. in the ring where like the girl comes out of the TV and they're not dead, yeah. but they're like unresponsive. like they're not uh-huh. a person anymore. Yeah. That's you. That, that I'm gone. Yeah. And also <laughs> I, <laughs> I would be gone in the same way. <laughs> like I would want to get I would want to haul ass, but I'd be unable to haul ass because I would because of gone version one. But if I, like I saw the idea that there's like there are things in this life that make you be gone, which is like a sci-fi catatonic like state. But that you can like imagine them and picture them and you're not gone, but you know exactly what it was. You know exactly what your line is. And it's not like, oh, I'd take some psychic damage from that. I'd be just gone. A necessary switch is flipped. Yeah, and I'm reduced <laughs> to flesh. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm just gone, stood there. I but think I, I could I, have someone with a poodle mask look at me through the window and I would retain my sentience. I'd, if, I'd remain a, if I, I a conscious w- person. I believe I am weaker than you for a poodle mask. So I think I would be gone. But I, I would want to ask them. I would want to be like, mate, are you with? Are you with this poodle? Are you? Is would, this yeah. good or would bad? You, are you? What is? What would we you have been wearing this anyway? Is this yeah. part of what's going on, or is this just? <laughs> is this incidental? Who's in control of Formby Council? Do you know, goodies or baddies? How does the poodle fit in? So would it affect you if you learned that the poodle was just? It just happened to be your neighbour, and it's nothing to do with events. Oh, it's just Jeff, or something like. Yeah, someone you know. I would probably know from body shape. I do an ocular scan. What you can? That's Jeff. You can recognise a friend who's in a hoodie at wearing dusk. a poodle mask. But hoodie at body shape. A hoodie, no. Right. If it's very baggy clothing, no. Okay. I think but if I they're can, wearing I th- like a morph suit and I a think, poodle mask, you'd be like, "That's James." I think. I think if if neighbour Jeff is like in his garden. And he's he's in Jeff's garden. He's got a body shape of Jeff. I might go. I might not in that scenario be gone. I might go, Jeff. Yeah. You try that, and then they go, I'm not Jeff, and then you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. Jeff. No. God damn. <laughs> Borderline dead. I don't think. I think I'm going to be really specific. I think if 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 the poodle, even if it wasn't Jeff, if they if they went no. I wouldn't be gone if the poodle slowly shook its head, but snout left to left. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then That's I would gone be territory. gone. Yeah. But what? What's your, what's your game? What on? if, without even responding to the question, hmm. it just slowly curved its trajectory just to head straight towards your window? <laughs> <laughs> like not even stopped and rotated and then started walking again. Just curved as gently as it could. Wait, to but, head directly but, but, towards you. But like, so body curved as gently as it could, but head maintaining lock on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone at that. Oh, I don't know. Or I'm, actually the moment you say Jeff, its head fixes straight towards yours with a preternatural speed and accuracy. Okay, then I'm gone. <laughs> like you can't even see like the intervening movements between where it was looking and where it's now looking. It's as though it has always been looking at you. But you remember that it was looking somewhere else before you spoke. <laughs> like a whip pan in a Sam Raimi movie. Mm. It's just... <laughs> yeah, then I would be gone. That's but gone. We, I'd be gone at that. So you admit you would be gone at that? 
But I feel like we're now describing how scary a poodle-masked person would have to be before I take leave of my senses. Off-piste. Yeah. So our initial premise is social collapse has happened. Yeah. Could be the revolution. Could be a right-wing coup. Could just be... The purge. The purge. Could be aliens. Could be aliens. You don't... My point is you don't don't know. know. What are your actions? Uh, I guess the first big question is do I go outside? If there's no comms... Comms are down. I'm now using your language. (laughs) Someone starts saying comms enough and you start feeling brave enough to use it yourself. Um, Loads of people. The people who didn't throw their phone off the bus because of uh, GMT thing. Now they've lost because we're nerds. The only people that are still listening are wearing bomber jackets. (laughs) And not our target audience. And dead comfy woolly black hats. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got one earphone in and they're at the back of the bus. Comms are down, so do I go outside to find out more? If I'm if I just stay inside, I'll never know what's going on. But I'm arguably better defended than if I'm just in the street doing stuff happening. The fact that a lot of people are moving somewhere, I presume it's not just like I look out the street and it's just chaos. There's people It's just started in a direction or it's just started. But can I see any intent of the people outside? Are they going somewhere? Is it people are they rioting? Are they looting? What's happening? Difficult to predict. Um, we're right at the start, so there's not like any cars exploded or screams or anything like that. It's just air raid siren, Lecky's gone, <laughs> comms, comms, are down. comms are down. So I'm looking outside and I'm just seeing people sort of milling around, not knowing what's going on. See I'd want to go out and try and find some information because just being sat at home now, no, there's nothing here to do. I, I, can't, I, don't, I don't have light to read by. I would go out just by a mixture of curiosity and boredom. I mean, I always knew those attributes would be why I die. See, this is the problem with the left. <laughs> yeah? Wow, I didn't realise that's where that was going. <laughs> we don't... <laughs> we're not ready for the crisis. The... the hang on, <laughs> I'm not... No, hang on. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking out the window and I'm just seeing what could just be like a power outage. And I should be there going, now's the time to regain. Now I need to become a vanguardist. No, it's, it's power outage... It's comms are down and it's air raid siren. It is a social collapse is happening. Yeah, I guess there is some form of social collapse. I, wait, okay. My no, initial we'll, thing we'll, is something's we'll, gone wrong, but it'll probably be temporary. Okay, wait, no, I'll, I'll give you at least, you need more exposition, I think, for your act to inform your actions. I can see where yeah. you're coming from. So you've got the radio on for some reason and you hear like, wireless. Bombay has fallen. Tembi- Newcastle upon Lyme. Radicals armed to the teeth. You know, something like that. And then it cuts off. Armed to the out. teeth. Yeah. Armed to the teeth isn't what they'd say on. Armed. Um, Heavily armed. Tooled up. Tooled Wait. up, yeah. <laughs> Hench. Yeah, that's what they'd say on. Hench radicals. You're listening to Radio 5 Live. The people have taken Formby and they're, they're tooled up. But also I don't know if they're like goodies or baddies or what's going on or what, what this group is. You know, someone is seizing control. You know, Formby has fallen and, yeah. and and multiple other places. Ooh, choppers as well. Just choppers all heading in the same direction. Yeah, city centre. Yeah, choppers <laughs> yeah. to the city centre. <laughs> yeah. Are the bus is still going? Buses are still going. Yeah, I'd grab a bus to well, the Well, the bus is... Um, the Can the I still use stopped. contactless? Oh, uh, that's working internally, maybe, on the bus. Yeah, I, so is, say, the bus is that wirelessly connected to something? I think they've got mobile connections, right? Mm. They must be connected to like wireless internet. Yeah, like okay. If comms are down, 
Yeah. No. So what happens is the individual bus drivers. So I need change. Yeah, they need change. Or the bus drivers could be like, oh, listen, mate, go on, come mate. on, yeah. If Ludlow's fallen, then yeah. could be any of us next. Yeah. At least I could do is give you a free ride to the centre. Yeah, I'm going to drive it towards, I need to go back to the centre to get my coat. Yeah. So I'm going there, but I'm not doing. Yeah, I'm when I get terminus, loop. I might pack it in. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's where I'm heading anyway. So yeah. Hop on. Hop on, lad. So you're on the bus. Why would you head to the city centre? Are you going to try and seize power? Now, this is taking a turn. Well, if I come... enter the vacuum. All right. So I've got my two choices. I stay in my borough. Nothing to I like the use of borough. Yeah. Do you not have boroughs in Manchester? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I stay in my borough. But, but borough, borough's like bigger than ward. So what there's like... No, a ward is a strictly political manifestation of geographical boundaries. Oh, but a borough is not. A borough is everywhere that surrounds the nearest shopping high street. So you're not even... Boroughs you... have their own, def- like, clear... Wards are invented and they just get reassigned about how many people live here and there. Whereas boroughs are innate. Boroughs have community centres. and and, and ma- Well, they don't have community centres. They just have shopping streets. They have a main street where you can get most of your bits. <laughs> and if you go so far out of that borough that there's another main street that's easy to get to on foot, we're sorry, you've changed boroughs. <laughs> okay, okay. I am... Really not sure that that's how borough is defined, but I completely agree with your definition. Yeah, I also don't think that anyone else would agree with me, and I also possibly don't think it's true. But that's how they should work, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how the boroughs I've lived in have worked. I live here, and I know I live in this borough because if I wanted to go out shopping, I'm probably going to go to that street. Right. So are you can in my wa- head. That's why I would know what borough I'm in. Are you going to organise the borough, or do you expect someone else to try and? Organize? What's well, no, because because you're saying, "Oh, why would I go into the city centre?" I'm about okay. To, okay, my, my three options are: I stay in the borough I'm in. Well, well firstly, but we're definitely leaving the house. We've accepted that. You know what I'm going to do? At home? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Have a go, at Kendama. <laughs> Can't even see. I can stay in my borough, but there's nothing on, right? Yeah. All the cafes yeah. are like fucked. Everywhere's dark. There's no lights. Mm. Maybe it'll be light somewhere else. But I've got mm-hmm. two choices somewhere else, really. Mm-hmm. Further away from the centre. Mm-hmm nearer to the centre mm-hmm. or I guess I could go to an adjacent borough you could go to the fucking woods mate go on to up to the peaks further away from the city centre yeah, to yeah. me it's just yeah. the okay. woods yeah. and from where I live actually yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just the woods um, I'm not going to go to the woods I think the first thing that people are going to start doing is trying to create another society in the woods and I don't want that I want I want the big society mm-hmm. I want the main I don't want to create <laughs> a little cabin society in the woods I want to go for the big one. If I can't get that, then, I, then I'll accept cabin society. Mm. So I'll go into the city centre and find out what's going on. Because if they're taking over political power, it's not like a mad thing where they're going to be like hurting people that are, that when, they are, but not me. Mm. I'm clearly, you can see from a distance, not important. <laughs> like I don't look like I'm worth taking out as part of a vanguardist coup. And that's their mistake, mate. I have no idea what you mean by that. And now I'm just being optimistic. I, I, in my head, Morley can seize power. I mean, it's just me on my own wandering around, and I'm like, well, hadn't intended on it. Like, it is just I've left the house. I don't. You could rally the people of the bus using your emceeing techniques. I've struggled while emceeing just to get the audience to like sit at the front. So how am I gonna? Yeah. So it's not like it's you got a great. Let's just give you a let's throw you a bone, right? It's a great audience on the bus. It's not Saturday at the Fringe. It's yeah. like your it's people. day one of the coup. Yeah. We're heading into the city centre. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah, all yeah, curious. Yeah, yeah. They're up for Some it. Some of us are thirsty for power. Yeah, yeah, 
but none of us had a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the cans. Yeah. Bus cans. Tinny's on the bus. Yeah. Driver lets it because it's extenuating circumstances. Um, Give him a can. He can have one. Come on. It's not the fall of Rome. <laughs> we still have laws and decency. <laughs> Hopefully whoever takes over the country is still not going to let bus drivers drink on duty. Um, and if they are, I guess that is going to put me right up against them. <laughs> Imagine that's the first thing I find out they're changing. Well, that's the only thing they're changing. <laughs> they're causes, all bus drivers. That causes the splitters. Yeah. They're a mixture of bus drivers and fathers for justice, but mainly they are. Each individual is both. There's only a few that's like one or the other. <laughs> fathers for justice and seized power. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see. And they're all dressed as week. superheroes. One of them's dressed as a poodle. <laughs> what superhero is this? Oh, I'm just a dog. I just miss my daughter. <laughs> you approach town and atop a huge barricade that's been erected. We're talking like 20 foot of steel, right? There's just, you know, people in uh, kind of military garb. Like one of them's got a cape. One of them's got a sort of scepter. Yeah. One of them is like distinctly banana man. Yeah. <laughs> And then one, you just look up, and it's <laughs> poodles. It appears to have the body shape of your neighbour. Is that you? No. Silent, silent shaking of the head. You feel your consciousness leaving. Yeah, you're gone. Gone <laughs> on the bus. It's like a text adventure. You've died. Try again. You see the poodle again. You are gone. What were you trying to illustrate with this story? That we all have to be ready to seize power in someone else's coup. Like, imagine you started a coup and it was so detailed that you took over minor towns in the UK and then some guy who wasn't aware this was going on got the bus into town <laughs> and then became the leader of a different coup. No. <laughs> With the people who drove into town on the bus. What? And you all had tinnies. What? That's the, what? must be no. horrible if you as a coup that someone takes it away from you under those circumstances. What I am um, getting at so there's a big wave, I reckon, of everyone talking about a zombie apocalypse plan. Oh, loads of people will be seeming it's yeah. something from uh, young adult fiction. Okay, yeah. That, that's, that's a big wave to the point that, like, you know, Uncle Paul's got opinions. He's like, oh, what? Actually. It's El Chupacabra. My, uh, one of my uncles, it was either my Uncle John or my Uncle Ian, came up with the idea of I would, he would just put loads of layers of clothes on because it was his belief that if you put many, many layers of clothes on, the zombies would not be able to bite you. Like, what you would lose in mobility, you would gain in effective invincibility. Because if you're wearing seven T-shirts, three shirts and a puffer jacket... And has he, what, got ten balaclavas on? Like, mm -hmm. that's the bit they want, isn't it? Well, yeah, probably... I think he said he'd put his motorbike helmet on his... You know, proper uncle. Put, yeah. like, a bike helmet on his head. Like everyone, that. my point is that, that everyone's got a zombie apocalypse plan. That was a period that was like before it really felt like society was collapsing. Yeah. <laughs> and now with environmental catastrophe and the global rise of fascism, as opposed to the sort of neoliberal consensus that precipitated those two things. Yeah. Then you know, classic. You know, 2011, you could have a zombie apocalypse plan, and it was a hypothetical. Now I think the social collapse scenario sans zombie you know without the undead ingredient 
I mean, if anything, I think like, zombies possible. aren't as much of a threat as just other people trying to survive under limited resources. Oh, totally. So, so, well, and I, and I was, and I was wanted to think about the thing of how uh, a common criticism of the left is that we are because we don't have hegemony. It's very difficult for the left to get hegemony because of who controls uh, the the not who controls, but the, the system of the media and things like that and how that's dominated by capitalist ideology right it's very difficult for us to Get dominate a crisis yeah so you know the banking crisis which should have been like the the a real nail in the coffin of global capitalism mm. capitalism was the most ready thing to go like well, actually you know we're well, we need to solve this by cutting the fuck out of welfare and yeah. you know uh it, it they were ready with an explanation Whereas, well, we, we couldn't, so I was thinking, I was wondering if you, even on a small level. A small level? You just said the whole country's fallen. Yeah, the whole country's fallen, but I'm just thinking, what would you do? I don't know what I would do. I'm not saying I've got the answers, but I'm, th- I'm saying it's what we need to I think. I bet a lot we of takeaways would happen to be kicking out a lot of food, so I'd probably be looking around for some scram. Oh, yeah. Because they can't keep it hot, right? So they can't sell it. Yeah, it's going. It's I think have got going. 20 minutes You'll to get, get scraps. cheap scram. What would you get? Some chips? Yeah. Sometimes they took out a bit of the batter as well. Ooh. So they put some of the batter in the chips. So that's that's the bit of scran. And then I'll try and take over the town hall or what am I supposed to do? What well, I, don't do? Know what supposed to, I don't know what you do. What would you do? What would I do? Yeah. I haven't even thought about this. I just caught okay with the question. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I've made my peace with the fact that if anything like this happens, I'm probably going to die. I think even I'm, if it's a peaceful coup, I'll find a way to die. I'm dead soon. I'm yeah. I'm either dead from my own incompetence and starvation, or getting lost, or like getting gone because I've seen a poodle. Yeah. Um, I I'm more of an ideas man. Yeah, but we haven't got any ideas. I Neither do, of us. I could do graphic design for the coup. <laughs> Has a coup ever had like a so successful y- social media account? Because I could be that. Put up a meme. I think the next coup is going to have to. It'll be like Drake next to like the current government. Yeah, don't like, like oh, oh not into like that. It. But then, then pointing then at it the says coup. coup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I know when that hotline bling. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the idea of a castle. Okay. Uh, and this is Let's more my North Wales. This is more my North Wales brain coming because there's a lot of castles. The English, when they conquered the Welsh effect. They, they built castles like every few miles across the coast uh, to control both the Welsh and any potential foreign invader who may collaborate with the Welsh in the 13th century. Uh, a lot of my uh, zombie apocalypse or crisis thinking is very North Wales orientated. It's not a good you castle. Go a castle. You go Ridlin, it's a good one. It's got a river out to the sea, so you've got a trade route, it's got fields about it. Oh, okay, so your zombie apocalypse also has like a mercantile future involved yeah i i believe narrow my... boats arrive with necessary yeah. goods listen i don't believe that i'm going to take over this castle and be like king jack i think there'll be other people you'd there. be social media manager of the castle i can go up to the castle and be like all right i can get you some rts to build this mercantile mercantile system up i go help them out castle i think head to one of the castles or they could just end up being eaten as flesh. i don't think sheffield's got so many castles we've got I can't think of any like major fortified areas. I think our major fortified area is going to be like block of flats or something like 
Isn't there a Tesco in Sheffield that used to be a barracks or something? Uh, there's a Morrison's, yeah. The Morrison's used to be an army barracks. But given that there are automatic doors, like three of them, I don't know who that's going to stop. <laughs> Le- Lecky's gone, mate. They're off. How do I get in then? If, I don't, if, I'm not, if I'm not smashing my way through automatic doors, which then lets other people in. Fire exit. Genius. Knock on the fire exit. Yeah. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Heard about the coup? I don't think you can win through... Unless you're positioned quite high up or you've got like a mad good gun, which I guess actually is a way of being positioned quite high up. Mm. Having a mad good gun puts bazooka. you up in like, yeah. <laughs> I actually think... Well, the I hammer of dawn from God of War. No, I'm not thinking of like having a bloody handheld nuke. Yeah. I don't think that's actually very useful. The hammer of dawn is actually a, a rail gun, like a laser from space, and you designate a, a landing point for it. Yeah. So you could, if you had the hammer of dawn, and you were approaching the, the huge gate in the city centre with Poodle Man and Banana Man on top of it, you could ham, you could target, if you weren't gone by the Poodle, you could hammer a door on there, just you know, set up, maybe on your phone, I wouldn't be comms are down. But even comms if I, down. Even if no hammer of dawn if comms yeah, are well, down. You're not really getting a hammer of oh. dawn even if comms are up. Um, but even if you get rid of everyone who's in power, that doesn't mean that you could be like, all right, lads, is it okay if I'm in power now? And they go, oh, yeah, okay. Because... I think odds are good they'll be like who are you I don't want this can we do something else please why do I get to be the head of things now we, I'm not saying you just because I hammer of dawned people because well, the only way I'm using the camera ha- after everyone's gone the only way I'm using hammer of dawn to get into power is be like can I be in power in brackets this is implicit I have the power to hammer of dawn people who don't want me to be in power I think you need I both. don't want to be think, that I think we have to you need both okay, so you need I think the, you, you need you need charisma you, you know, you, your banter on the, your banter on the bus, yeah. like your and your social media skills, that's not going to get you in power. You're not going. I might give you a bit of legitimacy, yeah. but ultimately, state making is about having the monopoly on violence. You're not going to get in state with a blue tick. You this, need an orbital missile, yeah, the st- or an orbital railgun. The, the st- <laughs> you're real the st- stickler. <laughs> me describing that. Hammer of Dawn I'm trying to move it away from a video game reference and you'll be like no it's a rail gun <laughs> the state is the monopoly on violence so the uh-huh. state is the, has a monopoly on the legitimate use of force violence so you can't just have the legit you can't just have the popularity you need to s- s- either seize the existing thing or create a new thing mm-hmm. Hammer of Dawn water just pistol full gun. of acid yeah just normal gun uh, a rock that you can throw real good yeah. in a sling. Wow, you've really a, you've accepted far more crew uh, weaponry than Taking you both your boots off, holding the laces and spinning them yeah. with both your hands. Getting your fist stung by five wasps so it swells up real big. Yeah, big. Um, so in one hand, you've got your boot that you're spinning and that's like a long distance weapon. You can perhaps fling yeah, that range, and that's your flight and that's your ranged kick. And then your, your hand is your wasp. Um, but the wasp sting is so big and horrible that actually your your fist has become a wasp's nest. Oh, and it's nice. full of just horrible like hornets. Yeah. So with each punch, just and then the, the hornets infest your uh, your enemy. And then your, once they're horneted, they, they're mind controlled. And then they're your hornet minions. And is that your plan, a, just to clarify? If that happened, if I noticed that I had a hornet claw, and I was in. I wouldn't horn. I wouldn't go to like innocent people and like hornet club them with my yeah. like big wasp's nest hand. Well, not apropos of nothing. No, but if 
a class enemy. If a you know a landlord started trying to fight me, landlord was like, you know, this size cost me. You better be blue, pay my rent, Jack. Where's my blue rent? Then I might like horn him and then make him a drone. Do you feel a lot better advocating beating up landlords when it's a kind of fantasy violence hornet fist? Yeah, when it's... Because you wouldn't just say, oh, I'd lamp a landlord. Not just for, wanting for legal reasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that on the podcast. But, but I it's would... a helpful tool to have this fantastical hornet hand. You, would you not? Would you not? If, if, you, if a landlord was strangling you, if a landlord had attacked first... Yeah, but you're making this thing where I, it's that or I die. Whereas previously it was just you hitting landowners. Well, no, what I a, said specifically, a... I wouldn't do it. I prefer nothing. I said, okay, yeah, you're right. Safe to be What is political violence? Well, that's throwing a yuzuu at a fascist. And what isn't political violence? That would be charging a protester on horseback and then knocking them unconscious with a truncheon. It's strange, that one. Oh, it's strange. Oh, that feels strange. That feels strange. 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 There's something called the non-aggression principle. Even if you've not heard that name, you might be aware of the idea. It has its history in classical European liberalism, and is pretty deeply embedded into the foundational political consciousness of the UK. In its simplest form, it states the following. Do what you like, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. There's lots of minor variations and bells and whistles. For instance, if you go by Locke, hurting someone includes messing with their property, which for Locke would include slaves, so freeing one of his slaves from captivity might be considered aggression in his book, which is obviously fucked. For others, it simply refers to physical violence, specifically violence against innocents. It's okay to do violence against people who are trying to hurt you. So, what are the implications for the political sphere? Well, the big one is that violence is illegitimate. The moment that you commit an act of violence, whatever you're doing or whatever you're trying to achieve, that's invalidated. However, the government uses methods that if you squint, rub your eyes and then squint again, could look a lot like violence. So what you get in practice is a ruling class and media hegemony that constantly moves the goalposts to dictate what is and what isn't violence on any given month. Smashing a window? That's violence. A police officer shoving an old man to the floor because he's in the way? Not violence. Calling a Tory MP a mad lad's crumpled canker on Twitter? Violence. While I was writing this, I remembered a conversation I had about violence at university. Uh, I had a friend who was a Quaker and was therefore a pacifist, but they claimed they were an absolute pacifist. Hardline, no violence for any reason under any circumstances, not even in self-defence. I was, as I am now, quite sceptical about such an extreme position. I find it difficult to get behind absolute pacifism, and I describe myself as a pacifist and that I oppose war, I oppose military intervention, and just about the army in general. But outside of a military context, 
I think there are definitely some scenarios where some degree of force would be admissible or even necessary in order to help the vulnerable. Like imagine the trolley problem. The trolley heading towards five people on one track, there's one person on the other, and we have the ability to pull a lever to divert the trolley from the five people to the one. But now let's change that to make it as easy as possible to pull that lever. The five people are tied to the track, like in the Keystone Cops, and the one person on the other track is responsible for it. And even if you divert that track, the single villain won't even die. They'll just be injured, maybe just grazed. To me, that feels like such a no-brainer. But if you're an absolute pacifist, even that might be a bridge too far. Because you don't want to open the door to the admissibility of violence in any circumstance. Because that's a slippery slope between having to draw some kind of line in the sand, some dividing line between valid and invalid violence. And back then at university, I, I gave this person an even more exaggerated and unhelpful sci-fi example. Imagine that aliens beamed down to Earth, and their only task is to torture all the babies on the planet until they die. They don't do this for food, or conquest, or even pleasure. In fact, they hate doing it. It upsets the aliens to do it, and they all get PTSD. No one gets anything from this scenario. You're stood next to a button, which if pressed, will give the commanding officer a mild static shock and will cause all of them to leave the planet forever, convert to being Quakers, and live the rest of their lives making porridge. Quick fact, Quaker oats are actually nothing to do with Quakers. It was a marketing ploy for capitalists to play off the perceived trustworthiness of Quakers and increase their sales. But they said even then they wouldn't press the button. Now, I couldn't imagine someone not choosing to press that button. And I felt confident they just weren't answering in good faith. But, you know, you, you, you can't keep pushing it for the whole evening, so I dropped it. And later that week, I found myself in conversation with them again, and they brought up how they think it's okay to smack your kids to discipline them. I think the absolutist line is pretty wacky, personally. And yes, that does mean you need to find that line in the sand between good and bad violence. But I think the non-aggression principle gives us some decent, if simplistic, tools to do so. If you're not hurting anyone, do what you like. And it's a pretty decent rule. That's why you'll see variants of it in loads of major belief systems from the Christian rule of reciprocity. If you don't like eggs, then don't throw eggs at people. To the Wiccan Reed, which is basically actually the same as the non-aggression principle, except they use the word ye. Here's another little fact. Uh, when people uh, use ye, like ye olde, to sort of denote that something's an old and timey thing, like ye old shop, well, the Y there actually derives from the old Nordic character, the thorn. So it's pronounced th, th so that the word ye is pronounced the, the old shop. Um, why did I tell you that? Oh, because I used ye at the end of that last paragraph, and I knew that was an incorrect pronunciation, but not enough people know that it's actually pronounced the to, if I say, oh, it uses the word the, it's not a good joke, it doesn't make any sense, because Wicca... Wicca was made like in the 60s and it's trying to pretend that it's connected to the old pagan religions, but it's not, it was made up. You don't need to know any of this. Let's move on. All right, in fact, let's stay in ye slash the olden times. Get this, it's the 15th century. You're attacking a castle. It's one of those Norman ones. It's thick. Gleaming, unscalable stone walls beaming down on you. Shitty little archers winking deadly sticks at your dunce army from slotty little crenellations. What do you do? Well, you can try ramming the door, use siege ladders, basically just smacking your men against the vast stone until it gives way. A war of attrition. 
a pyrrhic victory at best. But if you're not in a mega rush, you can always do it the long way around. The castle grounds relies on supplies from outside. Food stores inside the castle walls will only keep people going for so long before they need to resupply from the yield of the surrounding fields. Well, if you set up camp outside the castle, you can stop them getting more food. You can deny them water by poisoning their supply. Rather than charge in, you can keep all your men until they deny the citizens of the castle vital resources until they finally give way and surrender. So that's our setting. Let's look at two possible outcomes. Scenario A, you attack them head on. Siege towers, battering rams, the works, you burst in, kill 50% of their population with daggers, arrows, your unique double-socketed broadsword. They surrender, you take the castle. Scenario B, take the sneaky route, cut off supply lines, you make the water undrinkable, disease and starvation sets in, 50% of the population die, they surrender, you take the castle. Now here's your question. Is one of these situations less violent than the other? What do you think? Answer me, coward. In short, I don't think there's any meaningful difference. Yes, scenario B could have had them surrender earlier to avoid so many deaths. But that's also true of scenario A. Is violence more about the consequence, people dying? Or is it about the method in which it's carried out? Is it more pleasant to die of starvation than having your head cut off? No, they're both horrible. And I'd rather endure the mercy of the guillotine. Let's push past these rhetorical questions and land firmly on the point I'm spending ages making. Violence is more than just physical confrontation. Violence can be complex, systemic. You don't get a free pass on murder because you used a Rube Goldberg machine. Killing is killing. Wow, we're back in the modern day. How can we apply what we've learned? In the last six years, 17,000 people have died while waiting for benefits. Between 2014 to 2017, 5,500 people died within six months of being found fit for work. In the last three years, 111,000 ESA claimants have died while on benefits. This was a coordinated attack on the poor and disabled in the name of austerity, killing people for the economic and political expediency of the Conservative Party regime. They weren't manually euthanised. They weren't rounded up and shot. But when bureaucracy can be as deadly as a gun, what difference does that make? And if someone's willfully trying to harm you or harm members of your family, what is a reasonable way to respond when people's lives are on the line? If I throw a packet of hula hoops at the Prime Minister, I will be thrown to the ground, forcibly arrested. I'll be branded violent, a thug, a threat to the country. If that same Prime Minister decides they're going to deport someone back into a war zone or back into a country where they risk being killed, they will not receive any of the same treatment. Poverty kills. Inequality kills. When you're attacked by a regime that kills people, it is difficult to imagine what amount of force would be disproportionate. If free speech can be about free speech for a moment, rather than right-wing dads banging on about their right to do a Chinese accent on TikTok, then it should be used to dispute and resist the monolithic power of government. Mandatory Redistribution Party was created and produced by Sean Morley and Jack Evans. Our title theme was created by Ella Jean. 
Additional music created by Sean Morley, with the exception of Symphony in B Minor by Carl Philip Manuel Bach, recorded by the Orchestra de Chambre de la Salle. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast and wish to drop us a crumb of praise online, we will gobble it up ever so gratefully. Thank you, and good night. Thank you.